Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Thomas Dillig. With an academic research background and deep expertise in computer science, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, software, and IT project management, Thomas Dillig is the co-founder of Blue Sphinx, a technology venture supported by the National Science Foundation to develop a new breed of ERP for small and medium-sized businesses. Since 2005, Thomas has applied his expertise and years of experience in academic research towards helping businesses leverage technology to improve outcomes. He believes that the cutting-edge technology, once reserved and affordable for large enterprises, can be applied to create affordable, impactful solutions for all levels of businesses and organizations. Well, good afternoon, Tom. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to this, Tom. We, I know we were trying to get on a podcast earlier, and, and what's really great about this is trying to get everybody on the same schedule, which is amazing because now we get to share your amazing story. So I'm going to jump right into the questions, and let's talk about your career. You've got an impressive one in tech, uh, including your- you. You bet, including your uh, PhD doctorate in computer science from Stanford, serving as a professor in computer science while focusing on research in AI and computer security. And now in your role as co-founder and chief technology officer at Blue Sphinx, maybe you can share with our audience some insights into what sparked your interest into AI and how you believe it will impact the way businesses operate a decade from now. Yeah, and I'll be happy to do that. So I am fundamentally really interested in AI because it allows us to do so much more with computers than just perform calculations and store data, which is sort of what we traditionally used to do, right? And if you think of AI, the goal is really to get computers to perform new kinds of tasks automatically. So things like classifying an image, matching a voice to a person, transcribing audio, or specifically in the case of my company, Blue Sphinx, it's automatically writing software code from a specification. Now, it's kind of misleading, but despite the name, artificial intelligence is actually not about intelligence the way we tend to think about it, right? So computers do not and will not think with any of the technologies that we have today, or even the sort of ones that we're trying to imagine for the future right now. Now, I really believe that AI will have a huge impact on business operations over the next decade pretty much just the same way computers did and the internet did. And fundamentally, where it's really gonna be a game changer is things like operational efficiency, advanced data analytics, simulations, task automation, decision-making, and also resilience. And fundamentally, that's gonna be enabled by customized data models, functionalities, and rules. And these are exactly the sort of building blocks that we are working on to generate automatically with the kind of technology that we've developed. And if you look at business today, you will see that typically AI tends to be applied to automating smaller tasks. It's not yet applied in a systemic way in a company. And fundamentally, that's the mission of Blue Sphinx to change that. Great. Thank you for sharing. I do appreciate that. Uh, absolutely. This is the, the right platform for these types of discussions. We'd love to hear um, your insights, of course, Tom, but um, others as well. So let's talk about um, a question here that was recently, uh, you know, in the news. I understand Blue Sphinx was awarded a prestigious grant from the National Science Foundation to develop AI-infused ERP software specifically for the small business market. Maybe you could tell us more about how you chose this path to funding and why you believe the small business market represents a significant opportunity 
when it comes to benefiting from the this AI technology? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to, Brian. So first of all, we are really proud that the National Science Foundation selected us to be part of their foundation called the America Seed Fund. It's a really competitive and rigorous process. And being a deep, deep tech company, where we really leverage a lot of the cutting edge research that I used to work on in academia to make things possible that were not possible before. And NSF has really been a great partner because they value this kind of deep technology. And furthermore, they also care that innovations not only generate wealth, but also a positive societal impact, which kind of fits our mission well. Now, as to your question for focusing on smaller businesses, what people usually overlook is that the gains of AI are actually especially large for small and mid-sized companies because they're flexible enough to change the infrastructure. Like very large companies, they tend to be quite locked in in their technology stack, and it's really difficult for them to change much about anything that they're doing. But if you really want to get the full benefits from AI in business, you have to reimagine your infrastructure, your data models, everything. And a smaller company can actually do this. Now, I think this is super exciting because usually smaller companies, they drive a lot of the innovation, but they're really at a disadvantage when it comes to business software, just because of what's available to them in the market. But now with AI, these smaller companies are actually in a much better position to capitalize on this new technology. And it's really an opportunity to build up a durable and substantial competitive advantage. And we're really excited about bringing kind of these cutting edge solutions to an important segment of the U.S. economy that's frankly been rather ignored by a lot of the existing solutions. I also personally, I'm really a big believer in the value of diversity. And I just like having many smaller companies who are really good at something. So we really believe in helping those companies, companies who strive for excellence in unique ways. I love that. That's a, that's a great share. And you're absolutely right. We're at a a stage in this industry 4.0 or this gig economy where there's a lot of uh, smaller type companies that um, are able to contribute and leverage some of the new technologies that traditionally only the large companies could afford. So thanks again for sharing that. And, and again, congrats on your grant from the National Science Foundation. Oh, thank you. You bet. So Tom, let's talk a little bit more about tech. We're going to dive in. We're uh, mm-hmm. you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within your tech stack, right? But <laughs> Maybe you could um, tell us just a little bit about how your team at Blue Sphinx is innovating in the area of AI to achieve such a level of ERP customization. Yeah, absolutely. So specifically what we're doing is we are leveraging my research from a subfield of AI that's known as program synthesis. So simply put, uh, the goal in program synthesis is to automatically generate software code instead of having a human programmer write it. Now, this has been a really active academic research area for maybe 10 years or so, but it's just starting to be used in the first real-world applications. And so far, the applications that have been developed and you can kind of see, they tend to be around helping programmers keep themselves be more productive, like code completion and things that kind of plug into their development environments. Now, what we're doing at Blue Sphinx, we kind of take a different approach. So we really believe that customization is the key to making an ERP software truly effective. And we use program synthesis AI to help us do that customization automatically. Now, on a technical level, the key innovation and kind of difference of our AI technology is that we use logic 
and deductive formal reasoning together with probabilistic AI techniques such as deep learning that are commonly used in a number of applications. And what this means is that we can actually give guarantees when we synthesize software. So we can be 100% sure that something we do is actually correct. And this is obviously really useful in an ERP system because if you're tracking financial and operational data, you know, the expectations that things must be correct, right? 80% is not enough. And this kind of ability to give these correctness guarantees while still using AI, that really sets us apart from all the other purely probabilistic AI approaches out there. They can be really, really good, but they fundamentally cannot give guarantees whether what they're doing is right or not. Awesome. That's, this is so amazing. You know, I get to hear these uh, new technologies and I get to talk to, you know, CTOs and CEOs like yourself, Tom, that are sharing some of these uh, immersive and emerging technologies, which is just simply awesome. So thank you again. And Tom, let's jump in the last question here. Maybe you can tell us something about you from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either tech or entrepreneurship. Yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to. I really think the biggest lesson I've learned is that if you want to have a meaningful impact in business, you have to understand today both the technology and the entrepreneurship angle, right? So for the technology, I'd say the really important thing is to focus on the fundamentals, not the hype or the buzz. There's so much of that. And fundamentally, you don't become knowledgeable about technology by reading articles or even listening to excellent podcasts such as this one. Uh, this is a great way to learn more once you understand the basics, but it's not a way to pick up the basics. And I'd really encourage anybody who's interested in technology to start with some of the great open source courseware materials, especially MIT has been doing a great job posting some of these things. And they have great materials where you can learn about things like AI or systems without going to the level of actually programming or you're writing an operating system. But in my experience, building up this kind of foundational knowledge is really invaluable if you want to be successful in the long-term in technology. Now, for entrepreneurship, I'd say the key is starting with your customers and their challenges and needs. Now, people like myself, we tend to be super excited about our technology, right? And I like to talk about our technology and I will naturally focus a lot on that. But you can fundamentally only add value to someone else if you start with their problems, not your solution. Now, especially coming from academia, I used to be all about my research and how innovative it is and how many applications it has and how powerful the problems we can solve and all of that. But it really takes time to learn how to actually listen to people. And that's especially true if the people you're talking to are not from your field. It's very easy just to project your assumptions on them and kind of not really listen to what they're saying. But the thing to remember is that the key for any business to be successful is to solve a critical problem that someone is willing to pay for. And the only way you're going to find that is by listening and being data-driven. And that's certainly been the biggest learning for me that it's really, you have to start with a customer, you have to start with a problem. I love that. And we talk about that all the time, that customer experience, you know, is, is important. And part of that is listening to the customer, obviously. So thanks again for sharing that, Tom. And Tom, it was a pleasure having you on today. I look forward to speaking with you real soon. I thank you, Brian. It was a pleasure to be on as well. Bye for now. Bye.